Snapshot, a look at the team that makes Colonial Church happen. Here we will speak to the members of our team about what part they play, and more importantly, how they are refreshed by serving others. Hey everybody, Chris here, and we are back with another episode of Snapshot. Today, I actually sit down with a good friend of mine, Mr. Vince Gunter, and we have a conversation about worship and serving and just kind of his story. And let me tell you, it is a phenomenal conversation. He really floored me with some of his insight into just the heart behind serving and the heart behind worship and what worship not only means to him, but also to our house. So I really hope you guys enjoy this. Lean in and we'll talk to you afterwards. Vince, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Chris. How are you? I am excellent. You know, I was actually thinking about it today. I always purposely mispronounce your last name because when I think of Gunter, I think of the penguin on Adventure Time whose name is Gunter. Uh, but how do you actually pronounce your last name? It, it's Gunter. Gun- uh, is every- that German? I don't know. What is that? I, yeah, I think it's German, but my dad's French, which makes it even weirder. But like every, pretty much every teacher my whole life including college, like somehow added an H to it. So it was like Gunther. <laughs> so they call my name like on the roll, Gunther. And I'm like, uh, Gunter? Gun, Gun, Gunter. There's no H. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. silent H. Yeah. It, it, it's a non-existent silent H. It's really tricky. So. so, well, no, at least now I know. Yeah. Every time, like I said, every time I mention it, I'm like Gunther from, from the penguin from Adventure Time, the cartoon. <laughs> yeah. That's not really it though. So now, now I know. Yeah. So. <laughs> but so you're doing well today? I am doing fabulous. That's awesome, man. Well, um, I guess we'll start this off by who who are you? You know what? Give me give me kind of like the fifty thousand foot view of your life. Fifty thousand foot view of my life. Um, man, I don't know where to start on this. Um, I am. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from a little town outside of Auburn, Alabama, mm-hmm. South Alabama. Um, my dad grew up or is from St. Augustine. Um, we had a house here growing up. Oh, cool. That's how I ended up here. I came here, I went to Flagler and then kind of never left. Yeah. Florida kind of was yeah. it for you? Yeah, that was it. I kind of had it figured out when I was a little kid. I was like, I'm going to live in St. Augustine. I don't yeah. live anywhere else. I just love coming here and like spending my summers here and stuff. So yeah, I can't picture you like knowing you <clears throat> for those of those people who are listening that don't know you, you're a huge surfer. So I can't picture you living anywhere further away from water than we are right now. So. Yeah, no, it's really hard. I tried it for about six months. And yeah. It was, yeah, it was just a weird time in my life. So. <laughs> All right. So you're from Alabama originally, went to school at Flagler. Yeah. But now you're here, um, like I said, full-time surfer, full-time job. <laughs> yeah. But you're also much like me. And you and I share a lot of uh, kind of loves and interests, and one of them being music. Um, you're heavily involved in our worship team here. You play guitar. Yeah. Um, but before that, you were kind of a rock star. Uh, I wouldn't call it a rock star. I was, I was uh, very mediocre. Yeah. I was in a couple mediocre bands just for fun in college and after college. Just you know, played some, playing a few shows here and there, but nothing like, nothing like not touring or anything like that. But you know, just 
casual musician. Yeah, like, like the rest of us at the time. We're those children of like, we all want to be in punk bands. And yeah, you know, we all wanted to wear tight pants and, 100%. you know, smoke American spirit cigarettes outside of like <laughs> dirty clubs and tell people about Jesus and scream horrible yeah. music. Yeah, like, that was it. That was the life we wanted. Oh, yeah. man, that's so awesome. Well, um, let me ask you this. When did you first get involved with worship? Because it wasn't it wasn't at Colonial that you first got involved. You yeah, were involved before so that. kind of a crazy story how all of that happened. This is going to be a long-winded. No, so that's fine. I'll, Go for it. I'll like, I got to tell you that to tell you how I got here. So yeah, um, I I kind of got more involved in playing music, obviously, in college. Um, I, the church I was going to, um, it was kind of one of those situations where, like, we need people to play on the worship team. Um, yeah. And I played guitar. I okay at drums so the worship director there was like hey i need you to you know can you fill in and, and play for us so that's where i got my start and just a lot of things happened around that time um our church ended up going through kind of like a split mm-hmm. um and it was kind of a weird time in my life where i was kind of when that split happened like i lost a lot of friends that i was really in community oh, with wow. and things like that yeah. so i kind of stopped going to church. I wasn't, you know, being on the worship team wasn't like a priority for me. And I just kind of pretty much stopped going to church for a while. It was kind of a weird season in my life. And then um, just had like, I mean, I had pretty much like kind of a radical, like re-encounter with Jesus. Like, oh, wow. Just like firmly, like it was at a point in my life where I just like heard Jesus say like, to me, like, if you're serious, you know, if you really are following me, like you need to, you need to show it. Wow. And for me, that meant getting rebaptized at Colonial, which was a few years ago. Um, but yeah, so it, before that, and even up into that point, like playing on a worship team was like the furthest thing from my priorities, furthest yeah. thing that I was serious about. And like in that, in doing that, like I had some things happen in my life where I just started you know, getting plugged in, mm-hmm. more plugged into to Jesus and who he was and, and kind of refinding, you know, my place and all of that. Wow. Opportunities started opening up. Like I started out serving at Colonial on the lock and load team. <laughs> which that, was That's where everybody started, <laughs> yeah, the lock and load team. I think that's how we like weed out people back in the day. But. Yeah, that was, uh, for those of you listening who may not be familiar with it, our lock and load team uh, before we had a permanent building, we were mobile, and the locking load team would literally come in every morning to wherever venue we were on and build out a church in the matter of like 45 minutes in the time so we could start rehearsing and everything. Yeah, so that's kind of how I got involved with serving the Colonial. And, you know, I had a couple people ask me, like Mike and a few other people, like, dude, we got to get you up there. And yeah. like, I was still kind of a poor point in my life where I knew I wasn't ready. Yeah. Like I knew my heart still wasn't where it needed to be. Um, and in that, like, and once enough time had like, I felt like I was in a place where I really, you know, could do it. Yeah. That's when I started serving, you know, and, and serving on the worship team. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love that story because I think, you know, hearing that story, it sounds a lot, honestly, like my story because not to get too much into it, but I was involved at a different church for a long time. And then, kind of stepped away and the furthest thing from my mind was serving whenever I started going back to yeah. or some started coming to colonial, you know, and then slowly over time that changed. But I love that because I think that story is 
there, that story is more common than you or I may think. Like, I think that happens a lot more around the church. People walk away and then like, like you said, they feel that, they hear that voice. They feel that like longing of like, I need to be doing something. And that's what it is. So that's awesome. Um, all right. So you got back involved. You started serving on the worship team. So what has that been like for you? What's serving on the worship team look like for you? I mean, I love it. Yeah. Like, I really like it's it's something I really look forward to. Um, just aside from because, you know, I love playing music, obviously, but um, just the, the 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 people that we have on the worship team, everybody we serve with, not just, you know, on the actual platform, but you know, the people that, that are running sound and lights and like, we're all here super early yeah. on Sunday mornings, which is really fun. And like, we just have like, feels like we have our own like little, like, you know, early morning, early Sunday morning club where we're all like here super early, like ready to, to two worship. cups of coffee in and yeah, we're ready like, to go. Just here ready to like on fire for Jesus. And everyone's just like ready to go super early. And it's just, it's awesome to see how just the day transforms from when we get here in the morning until, you know, when we leave at the end of the day yeah. um, and it's just, you know, and then just, you know, being, a, being, a, being able to be a part of something and being a part of worship is just so, so much fun. And I just, I love it. That's awesome. You know, we were talking about it before we started recording this, you know, you work full time and you're pretty busy um, most of the time with your job. Would you class, like, would you say that like worship is like, and being a part of the team is kind of a release for you? Like it doesn't give you kind of like a peace moment in the craziness of life it it does and in, in in some regards and then like there's other parts of it where like i'm a i'm a perfectionist and i think <laughs> all of us i think to some degree are yeah um but for me and i i kind of had this i've had this on my heart for a while and like i just had this kind of like wake up moment about a year ago um and if you know me like I love gadgets. I love like cool yeah. sounds on my guitar and things like that. And like, I just, I remember one, one week, like they put this, the set together and I saw the set. And I'd just gotten like a new pedal and I was like, couldn't wait to like yeah. really crank this thing. And like, I saw the set and I was like, man, this is like not really any good guitar parts on this set. <laughs> like I'm just going to kind of sit in the back and like, I just had this like real like wake up moment. Um, you know, with like, dude, it's not about all that, mm -hmm. you know, it's not about, you know, the sounds I'm making, like, yeah. you know, you can, you can, you know, have the nicest setup, the nicest pedal board, you know, boutique amp and all this stuff. And like, you could have like, you could sound like U2 meets Hillsong meets Van Halen. It's the greatest band ever. Like, <laughs> just like the most amazing sounds coming out of your guitar. But like, if you're, but you know, you're just making noise if your heart's not not connected to wow. Jesus. You're just you're not prophesying musically. Like yeah, like the whole heart of it is like, dude. There's there's so I'm going on a tangent here, but please like, do keep going. So like in John chapter five, it talks about like I am the vine, you are the branches. Yeah, you know my father is the vine dresser. Abide in me. Like we get so focused on the fruit like of what we're doing, like we get so focused on what we're producing, the yeah. outcome. But when you think about a branch, like at the end of the day, a branch's number one job is to be connected to the vine. Like everything <laughs> flowing through the vine flows through the branch. Yeah. And like, there's going to, if, if you're connected to the vine, Jesus, like 
he's going to flow through you and the, there's going to be all kinds of fruit whether you see it or not. Yeah. And like, you know, sometimes like a fruit isn't even ripe until you cut it from the branch, like yeah, a banana. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, you cut a banana off a tree and try to eat it. It's gross, right? So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you never see the fruit till till later down the road. And I think, you know, that was kind of my wake up moment was like, I need to stay connected to Jesus. I need to stay connected to him. Yeah. As he flows through me, like, fruit is going to produce whether I see it or not. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need to worry about that. I need to worry about being focused on him. And I think like anybody that's, you know, maybe has that, you know, I don't know if I'm good enough to be on the worship team or I don't know if I'm good enough to serve in church. Like, honestly, like if you're connected to Jesus and like, that's what your focus is. Like you could be up there with like an out of tune guitar plugged straight into like the crappiest amp. But dude, you're, you're, if Jesus is flowing through you, like, that's happening. Like yeah. Jesus is pouring himself out. Like you maybe even playing some of those chords that David played. I don't know. But yeah. like that's so like for me, I just had that wake up moment was like, I don't need to worry about being perfect. Yeah. Like obviously you don't want to be a distraction for people, but like I don't need to worry about sounding perfect. I need to worry about focusing on Jesus. And I think that's where I had a real shift in how my serving on Sunday on platform changed. That's so awesome, man. That's such a good story. Like I, and it's such a testimony, not only to you and like your personal journey, but it's kind of a hallmark of our house here at Colonial because Pastor Matt and Pastor Jill are always kind of saying like, we don't shoot for perfection, like ever. Like we know yeah. we can't achieve it, but what we do shoot for is excellence. And with excellence, there comes a like a release, like of like, I don't have to be perfect. I just have to try to give my best. Yeah. And like, and that's so freeing and it just makes it like such a more enjoyable experience because I think, you know, I've been there as well, like serving where I'm like stressed about, oh, I messed yeah. this up. I messed that up. And of course there's going to be those moments and there's, there's room for correction and everything, but there's, there's such a releasing spirit to just know like, Hey man, I'm just here like worshiping and pouring my heart out for Jesus. And like, this is what it's all about, you know? So. Yeah. Like you you know, like you were saying, like, I feel like sometimes our most impactful Sundays are maybe not the ones where we have like a gnarly set with like yeah. all these like up songs and things like that. Usually like our, a lot of times I feel like our most impactful Sundays are the ones where we come in here at 630. Everybody's dragging, like something's broken and not working. Like somebody's guitar is not making sound. Yeah. And like we're changed. We've had three key changes and everybody's just like, oh, we've changed BPMs 37 times. Yeah. yeah. And then like, What's so awesome is Dave or Jill or you, like just Aaron, somebody just brings us all together and was like, hey, like we need to pray. Yeah. And like there have been Sunday mornings where we just like drop down on our knees and pray. Yep. You know, just in the middle of rehearsing, you know, we just stop and, and you know, reminding ourselves, reminding our heart, like why we're there is yeah. just so important. That is such, that's so true because I've been, I can't tell you how many times I've been back in the booth during a service and like if I was listening to us from a technical standpoint I could have clearly point out mistakes that we are all making across the board whether it was on platform or in the booth just missing cues missing that or whatever but the the reality is if you look at the heart of the room of what's going on in the house I'm like none of that matters because right now people are encountering Jesus and like that's so redeeming to me is like yeah despite all of our mistakes despite everything that we do wrong, like people are going to encounter Jesus when we present, you know, our best. And so that's awesome to me. So yeah, that's so encouraging too, man. Like 
I, I guess like my follow-up to all of this would be like, and you've t- touched on this a little bit, but like, what would you say to someone who is thinking about getting involved like in worship and like, or maybe a little bit on the fence, maybe like, Hey, I'm not the best musician or I don't know if I can sing or whatever it may be production. What would you say to them to encourage them? I mean, I think it just goes back to that verse in John, like, honestly, like you need to, I would say, first of all, you need to take a look at like where your heart is. Like yeah. is your heart, for serving Jesus or is your heart for because you want to be on a platform or you want you know to be recognized I think that's the number one thing that you need to evaluate and I think the second part of that is if okay my heart is for serving Jesus and this is why I want to do it like you have to just you know stay connected to him and you know you transmit what you have on you and like whatever that is on your heart like whether it be like, like you said, like me on stage, like if I'm like worried about, oh, this doesn't sound good or I messed up a wrong note and I start like transmitting that, like what's to stop somebody out in the audience yeah. from thinking, are my hands too high? Am I moving too much? Like you have to like really just recognize the posture of your heart going into it. Yeah. And then to just know that, you know, what I do, I might never see the fruit of what I'm doing, but if my heart is focused on Jesus, if my heart's aligned with him, yeah, like, no, there's going to be fruit from what I do. Like, it might just be, like, literally cleaning the bathroom sink, like, between services, but that might be the moment for someone to walk in there and be like, man, wow, they've taken a lot of pride in cleaning the bathroom or whatever. Like, that could be the moment that just, like, changes in somebody's heart and, like, just there, there's a radical shift there. And, like, yeah. you just have to, you know, you have to do it not looking for you know, not looking for the fruit, but just look for the intentionality behind it. Yeah. That's so good, man. That's, I mean, this is, this has been, honestly, I'm kind of blown away by all the stuff you've been saying. It's been great. I really appreciate you sitting down and talking to me, man. Yeah. So. Didn't I tell you that was an awesome interview? Vince really floored me with that one. He really has a great story and just some great insight into what worship and what serving looks like in our house. And I was really inspired by it. And I hope you guys were too. Please let us know if you liked it. Send us an email at podcast at colonialchurch.life. Write it to us and tell us how you feel about these. And just give us some uh, insight into what's going on in your life. We'd love to hear from you all.